Welcome to the Biz Bash podcast, where we make biz strategy a piece of cake. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Cammie, but you might know us better as Eliza and Calligraphy and Cammie Monet. We want to help you, our fellow stationers, artists, and calligraphers, confidently build a profitable and personality-driven creative biz. We're here to share our honest-to-goodness advice and actionable strategies for ambitious artists. So put on your party hat, quit being a procrastinator gator, and let's get this party started. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Biz Bash Podcast. This is episode 28 and we have a guest with us today. But before Elizabeth introduces you to our fabulous guest, I wanted to share with you guys what we're going to be talking about today. We are talking all about self-care and why you should be prioritizing that in your biz and why it's not selfish, contrary to my belief. <laughs> um, and just kind of diving into what self-care can look like, how it can make your business grow even further and how you can better serve your clients through self-care. And we are so excited to have Taryn Sutherland Gross of Twinkle and Toes talking to us about this. Um, Taryn is someone both Cami and I have looked up to for a really long time and just like really admire in this industry. So Taryn, go ahead and just introduce yourself real quick. Tell us a little bit about how the heck you ended up in this industry, specifically doing stationery. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited um, to be chatting with you guys today. Um, I started my business about six years ago. Um, I studied art um, in college and I always practiced art um, and I just didn't ever know if that would make a career. Um, I stumbled across the wedding industry and I found there was a way to be creative and have a career. Um, and I started finding about all the different small things involved with weddings. Um, and I started doing hand lettering, found out people would actually pay you for that. Um, so I started doing calligraphy and signage, which then slowly evolved into stationery. Now I'm mostly full blown, just custom wedding invitations. Um, and I'm loving it. It's been awesome. Yeah, that's so great. I have a quick question. What, why the name Twinkle and Toast? I've always wanted to ask you this. Like, what's the meaning behind the name? <laughs> I wish I, I honestly wish I had a better answer because I get that question a lot. Um, when I started my business, I really was just kind of starting like an Etsy shop on the side. And it was just like the side hustle to my full-time job. Um, and I was just looking for a cute name. And it was just kind of a sleepless night of tossing around different, <clears throat> excuse me, different terms. Um, I liked kind of like this the sparkle and the like excitement of the twinkle. And then the toast was like in a celebration. I like that they both start with T like my name does. And I just looked up to see if there was a domain and there wasn't. So I just took it <laughs> and that was I about it. it. I didn't really think it would end up being my full-time business. Um, so that's kind of it. People like the name. And I just think it's kind of this weird thing that kind of happened to me and I don't have a great story for it, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it's so cute. I always want you to make like an enamel pen with like, I know it's not like toast, like coming out of a toaster, but a little piece of toast <laughs> and a little champagne glass with like some sparkles. I just really think that'd be a cute enamel pen for Twinkle and Toast. So I'm definitely <laughs> making note of that and like adding that on my list because I would for sure wear a card <laughs> pin for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're super excited to dive into talking about self-care, what that looks like for all of us. And Taryn, you have a cute little note here at the top. It sounds like you might have a question for us. <laughs> yeah, um, I just wanted to ask you guys both. You guys are so great at all the information that you provide for all your listeners and um, all the different resources that you have and what skilled artists you guys. I was just curious, what is your most important tool that you have in your business? Ooh. Um, oh, that's a great ooh. question. I 
When I think of it, though, I think like Dubsado and QuickBooks Self-Employed come to mind immediately in terms of organization. And as most people who are listening know, I'm like very systems oriented. I like things super organized. So that's probably Mm -hmm. they like equally share like QuickBooks Self-Employed and Dubsado kind of have the same like clout in my business heart. Um, yeah, when you first said tool, my first thought was a paintbrush because I'm like, the paintbrush is like a magic wand. I can create anything with that. But if we're going into more like tools yeah. that you would use. Especially for you. Oh. I know. And I was writing down some notes of what some tools are. And I wrote paintbrushes. I wrote lead management. <laughs> so you kind of wrote, you kind of checked those things that I was thinking, what are all these great tools that we have for a business? And I'm going to disagree with both of you guys. The best tool that you have in your business is you. And you are the most important tool that you have. And so you've got to take care of it. And that's the way that I approach self-care is if I'm going to approach my business or my family, whatever it is, I have to make sure the most important tool to, to deliver all that is taken care of. And that's, I really think, the best mindset that you can have approaching your business with self-care. I just want to start um, clapping right now, but it would- <laughs> <laughs> I think like I just heard like glass shatter in my brain. <laughs> it's so, I mean, it's so true. Like you really do have to protect the most valuable tool that you have at all costs. So how can you approach your business with a faulty tool with, with a broken paintbrush or, you know, without Wi-Fi to, to connect to Dubsado or HoneyBook or whatever it is. So um, I really, really believe that. And that's something that why I think taking this time, like you said, it's not selfish. It's actually the opposite. It's giving to other people the best that you can give to them. Yes. I love that you said that because when we first talked about doing this episode, I was like, Elizabeth, I don't want to do self-care. Like, I just feel like it's such a buzzword topic at this point. And it's almost become synonymous, you know, with indulgence and getting your mani-pedi for the day or whatever, you know, and I was just like, oh, turned off by that. But, you know, like you said, it's not selfish. The cost of taking care of yourself is so much greater in the long run. And um, I think when I'm looking at self-care as a place of not being selfish, because it doesn't create a way, it creates a way for you to share and serve and give more of yourself and self-care yields these things and being selfish does not. And I think I just needed to reframe that perspective. So if if you are listening and maybe self-care, you're like, oh, we're just going to talk about you know, getting your nails done or whatever, like taking a bubble bath, you know, I, I want to encourage you to change your perspective on that. Like I kind of had to, and we'll be diving into more of that, obviously. But yeah, it, it's not selfish. And that's one of the the self-care myths is that self-care is selfish, but it's not, you guys, it's not. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I think it can be like this frivolous term, this buzzword. <clears throat> and for me, I always knew it was important. And I was like, yeah, you get self-care, but I'm always pushing it away. And just personally, I experienced some trauma this year. And the best way I was, you know, experienced healing has been taking care of myself. And and I've just noticed that with both my work and professional life, it has done wonders to really invest time and energy into taking care of myself. And I think when I first started business, and I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate, whether you're new or you're established, we all have done this. It's all about the hustle. And it's saying yes to everything and saying yes to every opportunity, anything for exposure, whether you're getting paid or not, and just staying busy. Have you guys experienced that too when you guys maybe were first getting started? Oh, yeah, totally. Um, 100%. (laughs) For me, and I don't know what your past were, but I was working a full-time job, 40 hours a week in an office, and then on the side trying to launch my business. And then that had to get to a place where I felt like I can launch into full-time. 
So there was no time for me and I was broken and I was tired and I was exhausted and I was working on the weekends, I was working at night and I didn't take care of myself at all. And I suffered and and my relationship would suffer too because of it. And then you're, you're just not bringing the best version of yourself when you're broken like that. Was that, Tara, in that time where you had your nine to five would have been before your daughter was born, right? Yes. Um, I left my full-time job about five years ago. I'd started about a year before that. And now um, my daughter's three. So I did have, I thought, you know, I have all the time. Like I'm not a mom. I can do all this stuff. I can sacrifice more, but really you don't have, you know, like you still have to take care of yourself, whether you're a mom or not. And then once I had my daughter, I was so used to like taking on all these things. And then you just realize, oh my gosh, I I can't, like I have to take care of someone else. And having her come along really is something that helped me prioritize time more and kind of learning to say no and let go of things and just, you know, trying to figure out what was really worth my time and my energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a hard balance for all of us, especially in the beginning, because I think you're just clamoring to take on like whatever the heck you can fit in or just take on like the work that people you're, are asking. You're for. grateful that somebody's actually found you and wants yeah. you're like, well, I don't want to say no because then they'll never approach me again, right? right. <laughs> like, I have to say yes. And that was definitely my my mindset. And we kind of, you know, get in this like hustle of the oh, I got to do this and I got to take this and we got to we use our exhaustion as this status symbol like look how much I'm taking I'm on I'm so busy I'm so busy and your busyness gets tied to your self-worth you know and you having to like fill up your plate with all these things yeah seems think, like the most important thing to do I think there's something so true for that in terms of like what you said like the hustle is like validating or we use that as a way to measure success like when we see oh how Mm -hmm. busy someone is on social media and I think that like sometimes the busyness factor for me to see someone super busy you're right looks like a status symbol of like oh they're so successful like why don't I have more work why am I not doing more um and then that causes I think more like insecurity on my end than like seeing a picture of someone's beautiful work. I mean, we always talk about like comparison and envy and like what social media, how it like contributes to that. But the absolutely the status symbol of like the busyness and the hustle is one of like the biggest things on social media, probably that like drives me crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Where people wear it like a badge of honor. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is we we're only, I mean, we talk about this all the time with social media, but we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. We don't see their breakdowns. We don't see their fights they're having with their, maybe with their partner, or we don't, we don't see what their profit is. Like how much are they actually making a profit on those projects? We don't see all that stuff. Um, So I think a lot of like that comparison um, syndrome that we get is kind of has to do with this self-care of having to step away from that and, and just trying to think about, you know, does this, does this work is this meaningful to me? Is this something that I just feel like I should say yes to and keep saying yes to show I'm doing all these things. And, you know, I'm having to, you know, climb this ladder and do this. Is that really fulfilling you? Is that really what you sought out to do with this business? 
Yeah, I think self-care is just a way of creating sustainability in your business. Like there's you're trying to fight against the burnout almost, but you have to do it so intentionally. And it's not just we have some self-care mislisted. Like self-care isn't just I'm going to take a break today for 15 minutes. It's all it's more about being intentional. We're with getting, a, getting a manicure. Like you said. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, you know, that's maybe that could be your self-care, but <laughs> that's not a bad thing, but that's not all of it. Yeah, that's not the, exactly. <laughs> the deeper Right. Um, I think a big thing, at least in the business um, perspective, and maybe you, you know, you have to do this in other areas of your life is I see self-care as setting boundaries with your business. Um, like for instance, I make sure I have office hours. Like if somebody wants to meet me on a Saturday morning, I'm like, nope, I don't, you know, these are my office hours. You can meet me Monday through Friday at th- these times in my office. I'm going to be with my family on Saturday morning. Obviously, I'll get busier in the on, in the summer and probably work a lot of weekends, but I try to be really strict with those office hours. Um, I also make sure I'm turning down projects if I'm booked. And, you know, if somebody's trying to push me to like, like what, what if, what if this, what if we paid a rush fee? What if we did this? And I think these are red flags. I'm, I'm going to be more burnt out. I have a limit for a reason and I need to honor that. Taryn, can you talk about a specific example for you where like maybe you did take something on or you were doing a project where you then realized I've I've hit my limit or I'm beyond my limit? And like, what did you do at that point? Or how did you realize or decide, you know, that you weren't going to do that to yourself again? Um, oh, yeah, like- I've, I've. Sure. I've done this to myself plenty. I'm still a work in progress and I got close to doing it again. Just, but sometimes is if it's a client I really like, uh, maybe we've, we've met or they have a really cool tempting vision or it's a planner that maybe that they're a really high end planner and I've never worked with them or I want to, they, I have worked with them and I want to nurture that relationship. And I feel pulled to be like, just, you know, if I move this around and I did this, maybe I can say yes. And sometimes I have done that. But then what's, what's a bummer is that the, the people that have already booked me, you know, months in advance, their stuff's going to suffer and they're they're not going to get the best of me like I promised that they would. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely overshot myself with scheduling. Um, and that's been really hard. I, I just had somebody this year that she booked me for her Save the Dates earlier in the year. And we did them. She was great. I met her, her mom. I, I, I just loved working with them. Um, and then I said, okay, you need to book your invitations too. And she had an October wedding and October weddings are always the busiest for me. And I, I resent her proposal and I kept letting her know it was going to expire and I couldn't hold that spot without a deposit. And I never heard from her. And then just recently, like when we should have started her design, she reached out to me. And I was like, no, like, where, where have you been? Where have you been? You know, like, and I really liked her and I just, maybe I thought I did something wrong, but I think she just assumed that we would be working together, but I couldn't without that deposit. And so I had to, you know, and I really thought, I was like, how can I make this work? How can I make this work? And I already feel like full to the brim and I and I had to say no. And you just have to make those tough decisions. And it's going to be for the best for me and for my family and for the rest of my clients that deserve the best from me. It really reminds me of when I was in like middle school and high school and like everyone raises their kids differently, especially in terms of like manners and quote unquote etiquette. But <clears throat> my mom told me like a- around the age where I was allowed to start going to dances, she said, you say yes to the first boy who asks you because he like got the guts to do it, right? It's like the early client. It's the one who plans in advance. Like they get the girl type of thing. Um, yeah. And she's like, it doesn't matter if like the second boy who asks you is the one you have a crush on. 
you go with the first one because like they were in line first, essentially. Um, I didn't love that rule. Um, (laughs) But I think think it like overall really like sticks to like etiquette throughout life. I think that's kind of what they were trying to teach me, right? Of like when somebody is to ask you, especially for some sort of like scheduled thing that will take your time in an event or a client or whatever, it's that first come like first serve mentality. Um, And so I can see how that would have been like super difficult because like the second one that came along was like the shining star, but you're like, I can't do this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you just have to be, um, you just have to be firm with your decisions. And, you know, I've definitely have made some exceptions and um, I felt burned once I did, I knew I shouldn't do it. And then I do it anyways. And, you know, I tell them we need X amount of, you know, a time, maybe we need two months to do this project. And, you know, maybe they're booking me four to six weeks before and they're asking me to stretch it. And I just know I'm going to be the one that suffers. And Mm -hmm. I just, I just know setting those boundaries and realistic timelines is something that's so important to, to my health and to keeping my, me liking my job. Cause I'm sure there's lots of days that I, where I'm like, I, I, you know, I I don't want to do this anymore. I took on too much and I just really need to do my best to to not have those days and I can control those and I can by setting these types of guidelines for myself. Yeah. Because when you get so overwhelmed, I mean, it trickles into every single project and I know like your clients can feel the, that from you, you know, we're not, we're all human. We all can feel emotions. And like when you're overwhelmed and stressed, they're going to feel the overwhelm and stress. And it just kind of trickles down and into every aspect of your business. I totally overshoot all the time. Like I way over schedule myself. I'm like always at my limit. I'm figuring it out. <laughs> um, but yeah, the first year, good Lord, trying to learn how to say no. It took a long, long time. We did a whole episode all about um, saying no and why we love saying no now. It's our favorite oh, it's word ever. Best. My favorite oh, word. <laughs> it really is. It's just so freeing. Like there's so much. Oh my gosh. I can there smell. is. Anyway. And, it, and it really, it really just takes time getting to build that confidence because it's like, we're living in this like scarcity of like, especially when you're new of somebody wants to give me money to do this. How dare I say no? Like, how could, like, what if, what if next year nobody cares about me and this is all I have? I think about that a lot, you know, like I need to take, take it while I, while it's hot and get it. Um, but that's not the case. And over time, it really just takes developing that confidence to, to put your feet firmly on the ground and say no and turn down projects and don't get bullied into somebody being like, well, I'll pay you a rush fee or we'll do this. Or it's, it's just not fair for anybody involved. And same with a lot of my services have been refined over the years. I, I mentioned I when I first started, I was doing just a lot of hand lettering, like a lot of hand painted signage and over time. And that's what people got to know me for. And then over time, I was kind of like, I don't really like this. I don't really like doing this. And I like the stationery more. And I'm really excited with working with different paper color palettes and, and foil printing and, and edge painting and letterpress and die cutting. And I got really into the paper part of it, but I was still doing the signs. And I just realized I'm like, I don't like this. I quit my full-time job to start a business I'm passionate about. I don't have to offer things if I don't like them just because I feel like I should. So I slowly phase that out. And when people start asking for it, I would just say no. And they'd be like, but I see this picture that you posted of a sign. And I said, well, I don't offer it anymore. And you just have to stand firm and be like, I know I won't enjoy making that project. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love every project I do, but for the most part, I try to guide them in the direction of a place that I feel passionate about. So I think really getting to 
get to the root of what services you like doing and just remembering you're setting the rules. You can say no. You can say, I don't, you know, I don't want to do that. And if they go work with somebody else, it's for the best for everybody involved. It really is. (laughs) Yeah. I often ask myself at what cost, like what is this project costing me? If someone comes to me with something, I'm maybe not like with them totally within my wheelhouse. I'm like, okay, is this going to cost me my sanity, my peace? Like, am I going to feel time is money? Time is money. It's my favorite thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's so much more true to me now um, than ever before, because like I said, I overschedule myself quite often. So to take on a project, I have to really, 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 really want to do it and really love it. And I'm okay with that now. I have the confidence to say no and not take on every project that lands in my inbox. And it's it's so much better. But asking yourself, what's this project truly going to cost me might be a great way for you guys to decipher, you know, which ones do you really love? Which ones, you know, we always say go with your gut feeling, like your gut feeling is so true most of the time. How much much does this cost me? Um, as Marie Kondo would say, does this spark joy? Like, does this project spark joy for me? If not, hold this project in your hands and put it in the garbage if it doesn't, right? (laughs) Exactly. I've always had like the more like I rare mentality from the beginning, which like a lot of people don't necessarily have this mentality starting out. And I, I didn't always have it, but my like motto is I don't reward bad planning or like your Mm -hmm. poor planning is not my responsibility. And I remind myself that all the time when people reach out to me and ask for things last minute. And I just say to myself, I'm like, your poor planning is not my responsibility and I don't have to feel bad about this. Right. It's so true. I always try to follow up like with a referral to someone else, right? Because maybe they can take it or they have availability or they want that kind of work, uh, but it's not the right thing for me. Yes. And just getting to know what is the right thing for you and and having the confidence to turn down work that's not. And that could either that could either be a project, like I said, like I don't really want to do like a big chalkboard mural or something I on site. That's not something I do, but I know a lot of gals that do that I can refer out. Um and just kind of getting confidence in that. And then also people that come to you, I'm sure you guys get these and um, this might strike a chord, but just those like projects for exposure, like, oh, we're doing, whether it's like a, an event or a styled shoot and we need you to do 100 menus and we need this. And it's like, you're, you're shelling out all this money and you know, for what cost, like, is this really worth it? You're going to put in all this labor and cost into it. And it's okay to say no, like you don't always have to I'm a people pleaser. Like I, I really like making people happy and I have a hard time saying no (laughs) for sure. Yeah. And I, and I, I want to do everything I can when I can, but so it definitely has been a practice that I've had to develop of being confident and stern with and confident and saying no. Um, And it kind of makes you feel more powerful when you're in confident, when you're able to say no to things. Um, and it just takes time. And just when you realize it's, you're protecting yourself, again, your most valuable tool to your business, that is so important to do. (laughs) And I think we have to give ourselves permission to say no without any sort of elongated explanation, right? Without any sort of like, sorry, it's okay to say, no, I don't have the time for this project, but let me refer you to XYZ or no, I don't provide this type of work. Let me, you know, share some names of people who do. Like, I think we always feel this obligation of having to explain ourselves. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, we all do it. I, I definitely do it. Get in the habit of, of over apologizing. And um, I hate to genderize it, but unfortunately, a lot of women do it. I, I do it, too, is, is feeling like you have to say sorry for everything. And I've been working on really stopping, especially in emails when I have time to type something out. Whenever I, I start typing sorry, I realize, wait, but am I really sorry? Am I, why, what do I have to be sorry for? Did I do something hurtful? I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't. And um, it's like you were, you were saying, like, it's not my fault that you didn't plan in advance. So if I say, I'm sorry, I'm booked, um, that, just, that just, it doesn't make sense. And you're not taking care of yourself and you're being too hard on yourself when, you, when it's not warranted. Um, so I'm always trying to, I've heard this tip of trying to replace sorry with thank you. So if you're saying, sorry, I'm unable to take on this project, instead think, thank you for your interest in my services or thank you for thinking of me. However, I'm unavailable and just Mm -hmm. trying to flip that mindset. It's being that language that you're talking about yourself can be much kinder. And that's also a form of self-care is not just being so hard on yourself. And just I challenge you to think about how many times in the day or in your email on the phone that you're saying you're sorry and how often were those sorries really warranted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I love all your examples here of replacing sorry with thank you. Like, sorry, it took me a few days to respond and instead saying thank you for your patience in my response. Like all these are so genius and I'm literally <laughs> going to copy and paste these and put them Yay. like on a sticky note next to me because I, I think I really you need for- this. yeah like I I think that's a great idea like have a sticky note at your laptop like with sorry crossed out and thank you written over it really think like thank you sorry to ask a favor instead being thank thank you for helping me you know um Mm -hmm. it's just talking about that language that you're talking about yourself would you would you say these same things to somebody else you know like if you're being hard on yourself like oh gosh like I, I feel so bad that I didn't take on that last minute invite or that styled shoot or whatever it is. Like, would you be beating up your friend over not doing it? Of course not. You'd be like, girl, you got to take care of yourself. Like do put you do you put yourself first. Like, and, and that's, I've tried to do that this year, step outside of my body. And if I saw myself suffering, how could I comfort that person? And, and just kind of trying to Think about the ways that you are using language to talk to yourself and saying over apologizing is one of those, I think, a harmful way you could treat yourself. I just have to put it out there. I'm so proud of myself, guys, because I'm a pro at turning down style shoots now. Yeah. <laughs> I had decided I wasn't going to do them anymore. And literally, I because I'll get like DMs and stuff, right? Like people don't even bother to email me. But I'm like, I don't do style shoots anymore. And then I like send a little like heart emoji with it. Like, no, sorry. No, like, <laughs> I don't even say like, thanks for asking or thinking of me. I'm just like, I don't Same. do them anymore. Like, Same. I'm just like straight to the point. <laughs> and I feel like that position positions you to be like, oh, wow, like, she's so established. And she she doesn't even, you know, need this kind of stuff. And it's true, you are. And, and you know, having that confidence to turn things down makes you look, you know, so much better. And I'm the same way. I agree. I am turning down projects like that, but I will say there is a time and place for them. So if you are doing them, like they're great, just don't get burnt out or feel like you got taken advantage of over them. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I think we have, we have an episode on styled shoots, right, Cammie? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We talk about all the like pros and cons. So if you guys really want to like dive into depth. I probably skipped that one because I just, I don't do them Don't anymore. do them. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah. 
Are you ready to push the envelope in your stationary biz and finally get the answers you're looking for? We're bringing together industry leaders in one place with a virtual conference that anyone can attend. The Stationer Summit is an online game changer with session topics that are for stationers by stationers. And with 18 different educators, you can't afford to miss this. We've got the names you love. Swell Press, Design House Amora, Papel Co, Design by Laney, and so many others. And you guys, they're here to bring you the answers you can't get anywhere else. It's time to break down the walls of the stationary industry and open the door for anyone and everyone. We believe there is room for all of us at the table and we're offering you a virtual seat. And of course, we'll be there too, talking about everyone's favorite topic, pricing. Here are the deets. Early bird registration takes place August 26th through 30th, and during this week, you can save $100 on your ticket. Official registration will open September 16th through 20th, and the full price is $397. Even at full price, this is an absolute steal. Get on the waiting list today at stationersummit.com. So you have a lot of other, you have some other things you've written down, Taryn, in terms of like setting boundaries um, within your business. Obviously, we've talked about saying no and whether or not it's like worth our time. But you do have a couple other bullet points here that I want to give you the opportunity to potentially touch on if you feel like you missed any of them. Yeah, um, I something for me. So this year, I felt like this year, the year 2019, <laughs> was the year that I, I really embraced self-care. Um, a big part of, like I said, I went through something really difficult in my life and there was, I could either go down or I could go up and I realized I want to go up and I'm going to take care of myself. Um, so I started thinking about all these different ways I could do self-care. Um, like we did talk about, you know, getting your nails done, all that kind of stuff. But um I've been going to therapy a lot, which has been great, um, making sure I'm taking time to do yoga or gym classes, um, just getting dressed. I mean, a lot of us work from home and just, you know, I've been working on doing my hair and makeup, even if I'm not going to see anybody and just like feeling great. And I started thinking about all these different things and we can kind of touch on that a little bit more. But one of the things is, is, you know, carving out space to do something creative or trying something new. And I started thinking about all these different things that I personally could do like a hobby or, or, or trying a new skill. And then it clicked. I offer calligraphy workshops and I've been really wanting to relaunch them. So this year I relaunched them with the intention of making them a safe space for somebody to practice self-care, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, it's an investment to take a calligraphy workshop. You know, it's, it's not, it's not super cheap. And, you know, maybe you're a mom and you have to get a babysitter or, you know, you saved up money for it. And I really wanted to honor that for other people. So I got really excited at the opportunity of using a calligraphy workshop as a space to serve somebody else for three hours of just having artistic expression, learning something new, hanging out with friends, drinking some wine. Um, So having that perspective of that has been a really great breath of fresh air to my workshops. And if anybody else does any kind of teaching, I really would uh, really want to say to approach that space as what are how are what are those people how are they entering the space and how can it serve them and maybe it's somebody that's stuck or in a place where they're looking for something more just looking for a way maybe they've been in a slump and they need to get out of the house and i've been bringing my all to the workshops with that in mind and it's been this really cool thing to approach it with those kinds of eyes 
Is that something that you kind of uh, talk about to your students in the workshop at all? Or is that just like more your internal philosophy for them? I, I do. Um, when we first get there, you know, when they first arrive, first of all, they're supporting me and my business and then in turn my family. Um, I thank them for that. And I, I just, I, I tell them, you know, I, I encourage you to set an intention. I know that sounds cheesy of like how you want the space to be, whether it's, I really, you know, maybe I could be a calligrapher and I could leave my job. I mean, we all have to start somewhere. Maybe it's just like, I just want to get out of the damn house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just I don't care how I don't care how my letter forms look like I'm here and I'm just having a great time and I'm I'm meeting new people so whatever that is I just really tell them like let this time serve you to take care of yourself you're here and I'm you did something great by just making sure you set time for you and I never looked at my workshops in that kind of light and it's been exciting <laughs> yeah I just have to say I really commend you for that and for that attitude because I'm like one of those people where I I took 2019 off from workshops. I'm the opposite of you. Um, <laughs> but I feel like if I were to go back into it, to bring this mentality with me would be a lot healthier for me offering workshops. Because um, oh, yeah. I don't think I understood my why previously. And I really like that mentality. Yeah, me too. My why before was like, oh, these can be profitable. So this is great. <laughs> and then things change. Also, like I hadn't done a workshop since I was pregnant. And then I kept and then I was like, well, now I have a baby. It's just harder to like prioritize time. And now I'm like, OK, now she's this baby is three. <laughs> it's been a wow. while since I did a workshop. Um, so I, you know, I had interest. And then me also just becoming a mom. And I before I was a mom, I had moms that attended my workshops. And now I see them in a whole new light of like, the sacrifices they made to get there to get a babysitter or maybe they were a stay-at-home mom that they weren't making disposable income but they <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> they still found a way to to show up and now I understand that and you don't have to be a mom to like have that need like it's not just moms that need to get out obviously but mm-hmm. it just gave me a deeper meeting like it really deepened my why of why I offer these and why I wanted to bring them back because it was my year of starting to take care of myself and I wanted to create more opportunities to for other people to take care of themselves too. Yeah, I, I love this perspective. It really just flips the narrative of self-care when you're thinking of, okay, how can I serve others as offering a form of self-care for them versus like, <laughs> you know, self-care about being for yourself. But um, yeah. yeah, so what other ways do you think in your business that you um, – could flip the narrative a bit and what like taking things off your client's plate um, to create that form of self-care for them. Like I know for me, I, I, well, I guess I didn't really categorize this at first, but now I'm kind of seeing the intention behind it, like doing the, like the assembly included into their invitation suite really is such a form of self-care for them because I'm taking a huge chunk of time off their plate and they really just get to enjoy the fun part of experiencing the invitation suite versus, you know, having to do all the stuffing and mailing, which is, you know, a totally draining activity. Oh, yeah, it's such a pain in the butt. So I'd love to, like, brainstorm with you guys some other ways. Oh, that's, um, that's so, such a good point to bring up, Cami. And that's a lot, like, when I'm working with my clients, like, especially when we get busy, you're just thinking, like, of the tasks that you need to get done. Like, okay, I got to set up this file to print, and I got to send these proofs out, and I got to order that paper, and you just get busy, and you're, you're just doing it. And then you stop and, you know, forgetting about your why. Um And I really try hard to approach each client and each wedding and each couple with fresh eyes and realize this is their one wedding they're doing. And this is so special. And maybe they stretch their budget to work with me. And, you know, they're really excited and 
and I'm not, they're working with 10 other vendors and they have so much going on. Plus their job, maybe they're getting a promotion, maybe they're moving and they have so much going on. And I think it's really important for us to, you know, let our clients take care of themselves by making their process with us as smooth as possible. Um, I get emails a lot like you were the most stress, stress-free, smoothest part of the wedding planning process. And it kind of it makes me very proud and happy. But then I'm like, what what else is going on for you guys? I'm so sorry. Like, what are, what are the other vendors doing to not make it easy? So when you kind of think of like, you know, their wedding invitations and their wedding planning doesn't exist in a vacuum. They have a lot of other stressors with their in-laws or whatever is going on. And then, like you said, trying to find ways to to take care of your clients. That's a really interesting perspective of incorporating a form of self-care to your clients too and offering that to them. That's really cool. Um, yeah, I think it's honestly, you're just adding more value to your services if you're thinking of it with that new, new fresh perspective, you know, and I think I need that too, because I when you get like hunkered down, and you're working with so many clients, it can just be like, total overwhelm. But having that fresh perspective, almost as a form of self care for me, because then I'm like, excited to get back in, yeah. in the group with their project and be like, Oh, I really am serving someone. This is really, really cool. Like we are doing really cool things, you guys. We're pretty Yeah, cool. And I'm guilty <laughs> of that. This is my busiest time of year. I'm sure it is for you guys too. And it's so easy to just get like, oh, I have so much to do, you know, I have to do this, but having to stop and be like, this is their one shot at their wedding. You know, you have, I don't know, however many dozens of weddings you have this year. And, but for them, this is their, this is it for their life. Um, and having to like center yourself. And I think again, going back to taking care of yourself, having to stop, you know, maybe it's going on a hike or doing yoga, something like that. And having to like recenter yourself, you can be like, okay, maybe that client wrote me an email that really stressed me out, but I'm going to take the higher road. We're going to make this great for her. And if you didn't step away from it, you wouldn't ever get that perspective. Exactly. And then flipping back into like uh, the ways you can create self-care for yourself in your business with you. We talked about like setting boundaries, like, okay, maybe you do have a hundred thousand clients right now and they're all coming at you at once, but even though you still want to serve them and be the best vendor you can be for them, you still can set boundaries for yourself and maybe not look at your emails on the weekend or after five or whatever. That's something I'm trying to be better at because as soon as I get an email, that stresses me out after work, then I instantly feel the need to like go to my computer and I get so stressed out. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? Just don't check your emails in the, on the weekend because there's always a client emailing I know. you. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh gosh, I got to email them back right away. And so that's something I put in place. Like I am not going to check my emails on the weekends. Like I'm just not going to do it because every time I look at it, yeah. I get stressed out. <laughs> Sometimes all my emails seem like, oh, this is going to take me a long email. Like there's a bunch of revision requests or yeah. Uh, you know, think or a proposal. Um, and I feel like I need to get back to everybody and they don't. And I just will send them an email. Hey, I got your email. I'll respond to you on Friday or whatever it is to buy yourself a little time, set that expectation for them. So at least you're not dropping off completely and doing nothing, but at least be like, Hey, I need, I need some time, you know, like going into the evening, like you said, making sure you turn off your computer, but at least you're still connecting with them and staying professional, but you don't have to get back to everything or you don't have to have the answer right away. Being like, I don't know that answer, but I'll check and I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Cause even though I have those boundaries in place for myself, I know my clients might not necessarily know my boundaries. So if I don't abide by them, then they're certainly not going to. And the email that gets me the most, you guys, is when they're just like, hey, did you get my email like two days ago? And I'm like, I'm working on it. <laughs> That's yes, really what I, want to respond. I got your email. Okay, Susan. <laughs> I got it, Susan. I need you to calm down over there. Yeah. Oh. And I think we have to. Oh, a lot sorry. Of, 
Yeah, a lot of us, we, we work by ourselves. I know I do. It's just me that run my, runs my business and I don't have a boss. So I don't have anybody looking out for me. Like I don't have anybody being like, you know, you've been working overtime. That's enough. Like it's time to clock out or hey, that that client was really mean as your manager. Let me step in and deal with them. We don't have that. So we have to be advocates for ourselves. And I've definitely slowly learned that over the years. (laughs) And I think something needs to be said for the fact too, like especially during wedding seasons, sometimes the time we like let me rephrase this. Sometimes like the moments where we need breaks the most or when we have the most work. I yes. know that sounds like a, a oxymoron, but I'm actually encouraging people like to literally step away at the moments where you're the most overwhelmed. Because that means your like brain is almost like hyper-functioning. Like if you can't figure out what to do next, literally I have certain days sometimes where I just like put it all down and walk away that's like not even a joke like I'm also a pro napper that seems to be like the solution to all my problems so it's my favorite part of working from home it's my I'm I'm the queen of 20 minute naps I lay down yes (laughs) okay I'm ready let's do it yes and and sometimes for me just like creating like that separation whether it's like a nap in my home or I'm like you know what I'm just gonna like go out and like get a coffee and read a book even though I have like a million and one things on my list like this is what I need right now because then I'll come back tomorrow stronger than ever and I'll like knock it out of the park like to be sensitive to when you need that is kind of like a skill that you start to learn the longer you have a business that's so true that's that is the time that you need it the most. Like when I'm busiest, I make sure like I got to fit in yoga sometime this week. Yoga is a big <clears throat> stress reliever and it helps with my back. And um, I know that I'm prone to panic attacks and I get them a lot in the summer when I'm busiest. And so whatever I can do to keep those away, because a panic attack is not going to help anybody and certainly not going to help my clients. So whatever I can do to minimize those is going to be best. And I think I even wrote in our notes here, like we were figuring on the day when we could schedule this and I was planning it around an acupuncture appointment. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, no, I can't reschedule. I can't do that day because I have to take care of myself <laughs> with some acupuncture. <laughs> That's, That's so good, though. Yeah. That's like exactly what you should have done. And obviously like handle that perfectly or like for me this morning <laughs> I went to like a meeting at 7 a.m. I have 7 a.m. meetings every Wednesday now because I joined this networking group and I got back home and I was like I know if I sit down and try to work right now nothing's gonna happen so what did I do I went back to bed for two hours y'all it you. was great <laughs> from like 9 to 11 just like totally took like the best nap and now I'm like ready to go and we're doing this interview and I know that this afternoon like the things I had on my list are gonna get done because I took care of myself this morning yes it's kind of like you know when your car runs out of gas you don't just keep like beating on it until I'm be like you better go you better go (laughs) you gotta go refill it so like the key is to find the things that truly refill your tank and I know we've listed a bunch of like different examples, like Elizabeth is the queen of naps and Taryn loves yoga. And like, you got to find that thing that's, that's going to refill that gas tank. So you're not just like pounding your car. <laughs> and that oblivion. is like, we, we've been talking about making it, it's not a selfish thing. It's, it's actually the opposite. I mean, yes, you're benefiting from it. Um, but I'm, I'm married and I have a daughter and me and my husband have this understanding of you need to do whatever, like, if you feel like you need to go out and hang out with friends, if you feel like 
you know, you, you need to have a girls weekend or go on this golf trip or whatever. We always are really supportive of the other one doing that because we know we can't approach our marriage or our family and our daughter being not complete. Like we don't want to, we want to bring the best versions of ourselves to our, our partnership and to our family. And it starts with us and it starts with taking care of ourselves. And we've, we've been pretty adamant about that. And so I'm just trying to take that same philosophy and apply it to my business. Um, you're going to, might, it might take me a minute to email you, me back, you back, but it's going to be a really good email and it's going to be a really good design on the proof, you know, because I took that time to observe for myself and then I can come back fulfilled and even more creative and approach the art in a different kind of way. So it really is like, even if things maybe take a little longer because of it, it's way better than, than just like, running on fumes and just trying to get deadlines done. Exactly. You want the whole cake, not just the crumbs. So everyone's going to have to just be patient. (laughs) (laughs) So on brand for you guys. I know. (laughs) (laughs) She stuck that one in there perfectly. (laughs) Um, Okay. So what are some other um, ways you guys um, practice self-care with either in your business or personal life or kind of like the mix of both because you know we're obviously both but <laughs> I like to get outside that's a huge one for me um, my summers are actually I feel like I have difficulty being productive in the summers because after living in Seattle for four years like a day of sunshine is like one in a million, right? So like everyone would like run outside and now that I'm in Atlanta every day is sunny but I think that like has stuck with me that like, oh, I need to be outside. I need to be outside. And I, I remind myself like, it's okay. Like I can get outside later, but that's like really f- the best way for me to like take care of myself in an instant. Like if I need something right now to go outside to get some fresh air, even if it's like freaking hot outside or like in the evening, especially in like June to go like walk and see the fireflies. Like I absolutely love doing that. I agree. I love that too. And we get, I get so busy and cooped up in my home office. I call it my cave <laughs> and just like getting outside to get some fresh air, like some, you know, I'll just, that just enough to kind of give you that, that energy. Um, I know this sounds silly, but just remembering to eat also when we get really busy, um, I'll get so busy and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, it's three o'clock. I didn't eat. So making sure that I, I have, you know, fresh, good food on hand, or maybe going out to eat by myself. I love food. And so when I skip on it I get really sad and really hangry <laughs> um so to take I like to sometimes just go out to eat by myself so sometimes I'll do that midweek and that feels really good and nourishing yeah I never <laughs> eat you guys it's like not one of my problems <laughs> no that's not one of your problems at all yeah. <laughs> I like my snacks my hourly snacks <laughs> Well, and Cami, like you literally have to because like the gym's also kind of your baby in self-care oh, and you can't go to the gym if you're not eating. My self-care baby is the gym. I go like pick up heavy things and put them back down. That's what I love to do. It's just if I don't do that, things get bad. Like I have to have that. Like that is non-negotiable for me. It's scheduled in my day. Like I didn't even really think of it as a form of self-care until Elizabeth was like, um, yeah, you go to the gym totally. every day. Like that's, I was like, oh, I guess it is my form of self-care. I just thought it was like part it's of my life. It's working for you, girl. You're looking great. I'm going to like low-key like, hit on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Um, but yeah, it's just like something that's become such a habit in my life. I didn't even realize that. But then like once something becomes more of a habit, I think that's when it truly turns into a self-care 
more of a practice than just like, you know, oh, going to take a break for 15 minutes. Like when you make it that habit, that's when you start like actually reaping the benefits from it. Yeah. And another big one for me I I have mentioned is this going to therapy. I feel like there's a big stigma around it or you feel like you have to have some big, huge trauma that you're working through. And that's not it. It's just like it's just like going to the gym to maintain your body. It's not like you're going there to lose 50 pounds. Um, It's the same thing with therapy is like, how can I better be equipped with the tools to approach my life in the healthiest way possible? Um, so I love therapy. I'll talk about therapy all day. I won't, but today, <laughs> but that's something that I really feel like I can become a better version of myself when I'm practicing therapy. I'm right there with you. I actually told Cami, I think it was like two weeks ago. And I said, the best thing I did today for my self-care Yay! was schedule a counseling appointment. Um, yeah, to go back to therapy. And I've gone like multiple times in my life before. And it's very funny. It always seems to hit me on the odd years. So like last time I went multiple times was in 2017. And now here we are two years later. And it's just like, I don't I I think I would even be able to kind of like avoid that if I was going on a more like continuous right right like actually like keeping up with it but you're right because for me there has not been like serious trauma in my life I'm not healing from something but I still feel the need to like go and just like talk some things out like I don't know just like stress and my job and like other things in my life and just like air out the dirty laundry you know like I'm really excited for it's good (laughs) I'm very proud of you you get a gold star of self-care from me (laughs) thank you (laughs) I know I'm scared of therapy you guys I'm sorry I don't I don't get the gold star (laughs) one day one day baby steps (laughs) one of these days I'm just I don't know (laughs) I'd be like, what do you want to talk about? Like, I don't know. Uh, what do you want? I just feel like I'd be so awkward. <laughs> You're a very, very even keel person too, Cammy. Like I'm the shoulder. We've talked about this before. Yeah, like yeah. I wear things or like carry things to the point they wear me down but I think the gym is what like prevents yeah. it from happening to you because you're like shake it off of shake it off like lift some weights like yes. everything will be fine <laughs> yeah I let go of things so quickly like an argument like 15 minutes ago could happen I'd be like what did we even are I don't even remember I don't even remember what happened like it's just it's gone okay, now like, know, so, if know. Need, so yeah and I'm like in my if room I need like practice, crying you know I can say it to Cammy <laughs> and she won't be sad great <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> Maybe I'm just forgetful. Um, <laughs> and the other thing right here too that's awesome that you wrote down was like drinking enough water. Literally, like I think this kind of goes like hand in hand with food, but this is for real. Like I feel so much better when I'm drinking enough water and looking at that is like making me want water. I just took a sip of water when you said that. Moment. It's in front of me. <laughs> but it, I, mean, I know it sounds silly, drinking water and eating lunch, but like those seem so basic, but really just like taking care of yourself in every single form. And I'm so bad at getting enough water to drink. And then I, and then I feel like crap, but I'm super fatigued at the end of the day. It's like, oh, well, when's the last time I drink water? Okay. Well, they can be as simple as that. It doesn't have to be like this big, like solo eat, pray, love trip, you know, to take care of yourself. It can be so simple. There's such <laughs> easy ways to incorporate it into your life. Totally. Right. I mean, what's that meme where it's like, oh, I'm basically, you're basically just a house with complicated emotions, like get some sunlight, get enough water. (laughs) It's not that hard. (laughs) So true. I know. I aim for my gallon a day. Remember Elizabeth, we were on like one of our calls and I just like put like started drinking out of a gallon. You're like, what are you doing? 
<laughs> I was like, no, I think the exact word was, what is that? Because <laughs> you literally like hoisted your gallon of water. And I was like, the way you were holding it too, I was like, what is happening right now? And what is that? I have to flip it over backwards in order to balance it. So I'm not breaking my wrist. So it's like resting on my forearm. It's very weird. I don't know. <laughs> And I just did it super casually. That was like the funniest part of it as of like, no big deal. I'm just like drinking my gallon of water, which (laughs) I have heard of people doing that. It's not a big deal. But the fact that you just like did it with such like confidence and like not even like a second thought to the fact that (laughs) like I'm sitting here like watching you essentially like what is going on? Um, But have we touched on like the asking for help and delegating part of this list yet? No, we haven't. I wrote that down, even though I don't. I wrote that down as an example, but I don't actually practice that. But I should sometimes more. (laughs) Well, that's not entirely true because like family, like Alex and your mother-in-law are great at helping with tasks. But you don't necessarily probably ask them. I think they kind of force you to allow it. (laughs) But I love that. I'm such a fan of delegating. I'm always, my motto is that drives me husband crazy is who can I write a check to (laughs) who can I write a check to get this done again time is money who can help me like who can come who can I pay to help assemble this you know I have a bookkeeper I have you know a copywriter a photographer people that I love hiring because I'm not a pro at that they are I'm it's going to take me way longer to figure it out and I'll do it half as good as they would do it so I'm a big big practicer I guess you should say of delegating tasks out and that is definitely a way that you can give yourself more time either to take on more business or to relax (laughs) and just get it done yeah Taryn I do have a question for you so uh, during your years of business it's been like six years now what was the first thing you delegated and why like what was the aha moment because I think for a lot of ladies out there who kind of feel like they're reaching that pressure point they're probably thinking to themselves like ladies or men like what is something I could have someone else do for me right now so like what are some good examples of that that's a great question and the first person that I hired um that I still have that I delegated out was my a bookkeeper um and I got really lucky. My my old boss, where I left my full-time job, um, I love dearly and um, still friends with him. His wife is a bookkeeper for small businesses. So when I was leaving, she was like, oh, you you can have me do your book. So I was like, oh, no, like I don't think I can afford that. And then we talked about it. And then I realized, wow, like you can do so much for me and I don't have to do that. She says, she told me that I always take with me. You started your business to be a stationer, a calligrapher. You did not start your business to be a bookkeeper. Give yourself more time to do what you were hired to do and don't, you know, you don't have to worry about these kinds of tasks. And it was such an aha moment of anything that is not in my lane, I can hire somebody to do and I can keep getting better at the skill that I was hired to do. (laughs) Um, So I'd say for me, I don't know anything about where my sales tax go and with the bookkeeping and how I file things and my profit and loss reports but somebody does. So I don't want to do it. So that was for me, the biggest thing to delegate out. Maybe you do like, you know, or whoever's listening, you like doing that. So you can keep that, but I'm sure there are other tasks. Like your website is just a total nightmare for you. You know, any kind of tasks that you feel are just like draining you. There was somebody that will do it way better than you and that you can hire to do it. And if you have those opportunities, do it. (laughs) Right. 
That's a perfect example and a perfect answer for something that you could kind of like hand off first. I'm on the side that like I do like the numbers, so that's not a pain point for me. But I started realizing pretty quickly that in terms of like blogging, like I really like content to be on my blog, but I was getting to the point where I was like, I felt like my eyes were going to like roll back into my head every time I needed to start trying to like write a new post. And so I finally got a VA to like help me do some of the writing stuff and like get things like posted on Squarespace. And that has been the coolest thing. I also paid her. She like is actually here in Georgia too, not too far from me. Um, She actually used to be a past bride of mine. So that's like a whole nother story. Oh, cool. But we've worked together in that capacity like before. So I paid her to come over and like proof envelopes for me one day because I was like, I literally cannot right now. Like the thought of doing that. I mean, it's the same concept. You didn't, you didn't start your business to be a blogger. You know, you started your business to be a stationer. So if you can't do it, that's okay. Like nobody's expecting you to do all of the things for your business. And if you can give yourself more time to refine your craft or have time off with your family, that's a win for everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. One of my forms even, of self-care is Yeah, not me blogging, too. My <laughs> forms of self-care is doing uh, not doing a lot of things I wish I was doing. And I just call it self-care. Oh, I should oh, that's so cool they're doing the podcast. I wish I was doing podcasts. Okay, self-care, self-care. Can't do it all. Can't do it all. <laughs> Oh, I know. I feel like I need to like reframe my mind about blogging. Like maybe I don't have to do it. Like maybe I just feel like pressure to do it. I have to think about that. (laughs) Yeah. Think on that for a little bit. Um, Okay. So I did delegate something today, you guys. I delegated getting my groceries delivered today from Whole Foods. So didn't even think about that until we were doing this episode, but I just got the text that they were delivered. So Good. That was super easy. And that's like totally something you might not think of as self-care, but I'm like, I got all my ingredients to my dinner tonight and I didn't have to leave. Like it was awesome. That's so good. That's amazing. What the heck? (laughs) I should think of like that. (laughs) Plus it's so much easier on the website if you just type in the ingredients versus having to find them in a store, you know, like when they're the weird ones. (laughs) Like But then do you have to pick between the like million different options? That's like the thing that's always like overwhelmed me thinking oh, about doing groceries online it really wasn't that bad it did, i did the prime now and i didn't think it was that bad with all the options okay. so i mean i don't know i just picked the cheapest one mind. jeez <laughs> <laughs> so true so smart um all right are there any other things that we want to touch on before we wrap up because i feel like for the most part we've covered a lot of the things that we have written down but obviously it would allow for like any final thoughts or anything. i think that was all great I think we cool. nailed this topic and it's made me totally look at self-care. Oh, we have a, a convert. Way and not as being selfish. <laughs> Come yes. to the dark oh my gosh, side of self-care with for sure. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we have bubble baths um, anyway. So yeah, just like looking at it the perspective of serving myself so I can serve my clients better. I think I needed that like reality check. So hopefully some of you guys listening I get that same perspective too. And Taryn, you were just so awesome. Thank you. you. So much wisdom today. It's been and so like, fun. Oh, yeah, yes, I hope me, I converted so. other people. I hope there are a lot <laughs> of things that resonated. We've all been there and it's something that you actively have to work on. And just remember, like we've talked about, remember your why for yourself and for your clients. And the goal is to be the best person for yourself and for others. So everybody wins when you take care of yourself. 
Exactly. I'm still reeling over the you are the most important tool in your business example. So that's a great way to end too. It's just like, don't forget you guys, you are really truly are the most valuable part of your business. So take care of yourself. Yes, value that tool and just, you know, honor it and do everything you can to protect it at all costs. Taryn, can you just tell us where to find you? You're at Twinkle and Toast, right? That's your Instagram? Yes, at Twinkle and Toast, spell out the A-N-D, at Twinkle and Toast. If you want to tag me, I can't wait to hear some feedback for the episode. And just one more quick plug. You guys will also see me in the Stationer Summit that I'm super excited about. Um, So we'll see you there too. (laughs) Don't forget to sign up for that. I know. I can't believe I forgot to mention that you are freaking talking during the Stationer Summit. That's what I was trying to trying to get to. I was like, and she's <laughs> the Summit, all about printing methods. It's going to be so cool. So, I mean, she's obviously going to make it all about self-care. They all go hand in hand. It's just printing methods. <laughs> <laughs> they all go hand in hand. You can't print well if you're not serving yourself well, okay? <laughs> Don't worry. I can like edit around some of the bits and pieces of the episode. So that part will come earlier than me. I, being, I like, figured goodbye. you might mention it in the beginning of the episode <laughs> too, but I thought I'd give you just one more plug. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay we get stuck in our our um <laughs> our rut sometimes and forget what we're doing anyway we suck at oh, ending episodes sure. we suck at ending episodes it's the thing um but anyway i think that is it thank you so much taryn for being on the biz bash podcast and we will see you in the station or summit thank you ladies the pleasure has been all mine thank you awesome i know i've absolutely loved this discussion um That being said, if you guys are loving the podcast, make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That is how other creatives find out about us and get to listen to it. And if you're listening to the episode, take a screenshot on your phone and share it on your Instagram stories. And make sure for this one, too, to tag Twinkle and Toast, tag Taryn, because she is obviously our special guest for today. Um, And then if you have any questions for us, we do Q&A cake episodes, our own little fancy version of Q&A every single every five weeks um and so if you want to submit a question that's just bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash q and cake uh you can find the little contact form there where you can add your question but i think that kind of wraps it up thank you so much for joining us today Hey there, fellow stationers. Are you creating custom invitations and still sending a lackluster contract that's hacked together with Google searches and generic templates? We've got you. We've created a custom stationary contract written for stationers by stationers, and it is lawyer reviewed and approved. Hashtag legal rockstar. The custom stationary contract covers every stationary snafu, protects you and your client's interests, and sets up an expectation of professionalism. We've combined our previous contracts as well as years of experience to bring you a contract that covers your booty and your biz. So become a put-together pro and breathe a sigh of relief knowing that you have a contract that is easy to understand and avoids confusing legal jargon. The custom stationary contract is only $227, which is half of what you'd expect to pay anywhere else, and it's written by two gals who have seen it all. Spoiler alert, it's us. It's time for you to do things right. Go to bizbirthdaybash.com forward slash contract to purchase and download your copy today. 